Yo, where you at, G? Omo G, Oluwa. Uwe to G. Yo, G. Ugubi. Hey, G. Owe oh, hey. I'm in the studio. Studio. Welcome to Amp Stories Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Amp Stories Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, the one and only Kwabna. All right. Nice to see you again, Gloria. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> What's been going on? Wow, my goodness, a lot. I feel like 2022 is a lot of like rethinking, shuffling, trying to vent things, juggling work, and just trying to to grow. But overall, things have been good. Overall, That's yeah. a little vague. That's a little vague. You it's vague, know. right? It's yeah, vague. We want to know a bit. Like, first of all, I don't even think they know who Kabna is. So please introduce yourself properly. We want to know. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Kabna Bankwa, aka I think people know me as Joseph Abankwa. Born in Ghana in a village called Achia. I always talk about Achia, is where I'm from. I will must know about Achia, so I must put it on a map. And I currently like live in New Jersey. I have a beautiful wife with me in New Jersey, and I work in the tech industry, mostly in data science. And outside of that, I also run a wonderful nonprofit called Sankofa Tech, where we're trying to get more of our people to be in the tech industry. So that's a hell of a view of myself. Oh, and I also love to travel. So all things travel, talk to me about that. Oh, yes. I, I love Sankofa Tech because I'm also a mentor. Let's not forget, you've got to shout me out. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to Gloria. Uh, yes. She's been mentoring with us for the past three years and her mentee is awesome and doing amazing things, working at Google and everything. So it's cool. She's amazing. <laughs> Very great young lady. All right. So you did say that you're working on something though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me being inquisitive, I would like to know what this is. What are you working on? And I'll give you the background behind like the reason why I'm even working on this. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, I've been working in the tech industry for roughly eight years now. I mean, it comes to backtrack, right? So when I came from um, Ghana and I was in high school, I like computers. I like to touch it. But then I didn't know anyone in my community who was in that industry. So when I went to college, I wanted to do computer science. My parents told me that, nope, you better go be a doctor or a pharmacist because mm-hmm. you don't know anyone that looks like you in that path. And also, I'm very big in my church community, right? Again, same thing. They told me to go be a nurse or something else. Um, so based on that, you know, external pressure, I switched to Undecided. But unfortunately for me, my sophomore year, I met a friend of mine from Senegal who was doing information systems. He motivated me. I switched my major to information systems. I stuck with it and God being so good, you know, I graduated with a job in consulting and I've been working in different industries ever since. I currently work at a large tech company and I do a lot of interviews and also talk to a lot of people. And one thing I've noticed is that there's not a lot of black people <laughs> in the field. And most of my coworkers, I'll say 80% of them are, you know, Asians um, or white. I'm like the only person um, on, on my team. I just started talking to people, okay, like why is that gap there? Because I know that in our community, a lot of people are very smart, intelligent, but they're not aware of careers in the tech industry. So this led to me realizing that, hey, there's a gap that needs to be filled. I decided to start a company called Afro Data Tech, co-founded a company called Afro Data Tech. And what Afro Data Tech seeks is to help people who have interest in technology fields or careers and help them transition into that field. So we offered various services. And the main one is just more like a live curriculum to make sure that a person can come in with no skill, help upskill them and provide them with the resources they need to actually, you know, feel much more competent and make the transition to the tech industry. That's one component. Second one is more about making sure that we offer mentorship to each of the students that partake in our program. So essentially, you know, learning like the technical piece is good, but without a right mentorship, you can often be misled or not be in the right position. So it's a very critical piece of our program there. The last component is also offer like different career prep services to ensure that your resumes are top-notch, 
you know, be reviewed by professionals and make sure that when you apply for a job, you're a bit elevated. You also feel much more comfortable. So at a high level, just trying to pivot into the tech education space, more tailored towards people who are working professionals and have some interest in technology, but don't know how to make that transition. So that's like the, the niche I'm trying to tackle, but focusing mostly on Black people because I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for us to develop <laughs> our community. Awesome. Let's go back a little bit in on your journey. So you said before you got into the tech field, you know, you were interested in computers, but didn't necessarily know what you wanted to do, but you wanted to do comp sci. So let's, let's also say that Kwame went to Syracuse University. I also went to Syracuse University, but let me tell you a story here. (laughs) So I remember when I was applying and I got into the school and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to go do computer engineering or uh, comp sci. I remember telling you this and you was like, I don't think you want to do them. Like, you know, I love computers. Like I've been doing yeah. this. He's like, no, no, no. You need to come to the iSchool. And I was like, yep. oh, what's the iSchool? And so when I actually got to Q's, I see why he told me <laughs> not to do comp sci yep. or CE because LC Smith, they don't really do that well in terms of like helping their students, to be honest. I feel like it just throw yeah. them into the into the shadows and just hope for the best. And exactly. Get out. And exactly. my first interaction with one professor, because I wanted to do SIS, which was um, mm. a new program that they had right. in, yep. in the engineering school. And so I was doing that. The professor was horrible. When I say <laughs> the whole class, everybody in the class was so conflicted, confused. Yeah. Nobody was doing well. Like even when you had a curve, the curve wasn't even helping anybody. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was so bad. Eventually bad. they realized that the professor wasn't doing that great of a job teaching mm. the class. And so they took him out and put a different teacher in. But that at that time we already experienced it and we yep. had to deal with <laughs> <Too late. laughs> exactly the corruption that he already caused us. And so I quickly went to the iSchool because I realized that iSchool definitely had that support and everything. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you experienced it first and then you told me. And so for sure. look at that already doing work that you even know you were about to do I know right at such a young age that's awesome but that's really that. that's really really good um so we're gonna tap into more about Afro Data Camp after the mix DJ Frost Lady in the mix come on don't stop the
blessing. Baby got her hands on knees. She dare do her thing with ease. She got down, she the dance for me. Uh, emergency. Baby girl got hands on knees. She dare do her thing with ease. She got down, she the dance for me.
And so your academy, when does it begin? Yeah, great question. So we plan on starting classes in January. And for our first class, it'll be focused on data analytics. Number one, because that's where like my expertise lies. And number two is because that's where I have like most of my network and like know people who can definitely help these students and get to the right field. So that's the plan for now. But our goal is to eventually scale to other domains. So whether it's like cloud security, whether it's like um, web development, et cetera, or even UX potentially have you on teach one day for us. Um, uh, are yeah. you paying me? <laughs> We're going to pay you. Don't worry about it. We take awesome. care of you uh, when you're well. <laughs> but yeah, the, the goal is to create a platform where we have different experts um, teach our own people about these skills and help them transition. So that's like the long-term vision. But for now, we start small and we scale over time. And I'm sure people that are probably listening to this want to know, do they need experience? Yeah, great question. So we do not require experience. However, what I would say is that what we do require is for you to have grit, persistence, and willing to learn, right? Because I think oftentimes people have the will to learn it, but they don't want to go through the hard work to actually do it. Because just like school, you can spend so much time in the classroom, but if you're not putting the effort yourself to actually teach yourself and also reinforce certain learnings, it will be a waste, right? So as long as you have that dedication and that great mindset, those are students we look for. And I always say that, you know, our people... I always see my wife is in the medical, I guess, field. She's doing like PA and they spend so much time just doing a lot of studies, right? And I feel like they have that grit and that sort of persistence. If they take that same notion and same approach, apply into the tech industry, I'm sure that they'll be like very ruthless and they'll just kill it. So that's what I'm banking Excuse on. Excuse me, sir. We need we need our black doctors and PAs oh, no, and it's all good. those folks in the medical field. It, it, Stop it, trying it's... to bring them over to tech. We need them. No, for we sure. Need we need them. it. But I'm sure you can tell that if you pick like 10 people in your circle, mm-hmm. about six of them are in the medical field, right? And probably like less than two or so in the tech industry. So diversity is good, not just in career path, but also in mindset and also in ways of thinking. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm optimizing for. <laughs> I, I feel like people tend to forget that they make it seem like the field is so easy. Yeah, you're going to just go, come get a cert and jump in, can get yeah. a job. But let's not let's not play. <laughs> let's not yeah. play pay with people because this is yep you got to be vigilant like exactly exactly the resilience is a must Um, yeah like we were talking about before with um lc smith which is an engineering school in syracuse Mm -hmm. university and the i school is the information school at syracuse university both schools no matter which school you were in you needed to be vigilant because exactly those courses are no joke and no game there's no playing games if you're serious about this academy and you want to get involved you have to be serious yeah people are taking their time and their opportunity and the knowledge that they have to share it with you and if you're just going to take it for granted 
and hope you're just going to get a job because, oh, yeah, I got a certificate. Exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that is one thing that we emphasize to every single person that have expressed interest that, you know, you going through our program only and attending at the lectures will not get you a job. Mm-hmm. I want to be honest with people. I want to make sure that I'm not taking anyone's money and then like, peace out. No, like, that's not my goal. For you to like thrive in the tech industry, you need to demonstrate passion. You need mm-hmm. to demonstrate that you are working outside the classroom, right? So if you think that you're going to study whatever, like we teach you and then from there, take some certification and that'll be it. Like, sorry, this is not for you. So it's very critical that you come into this with like, you know, a very like dedicated mindset and try to really understand the material and not just the tools, right? And if you were to demonstrate the mastery of it, I think you'd be, you'd be good for the long term. So I always say that invest for the long term mm-hmm. and everything else will follow. Mm-hmm. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. Meaning once you go to the class, you get what you need. You also take some time outside of the classroom. Exactly. To focus exactly. and what you just exactly. did. Like that's why they exactly. give you homework in school, right? Exactly. You get homework exactly. because they want you to put it in the brain. Exactly. <laughs> trying to instill the material in the brain. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, one good thing about like, you know, data analytics is is very applicable to any industry. Mm-hmm. So take, for example, right, like me personally, for like my life, when it comes to traveling, I use my analytical background to search for tickets that are free and find good deals, right? Time and off. Be- you said free? Well, not 100% free, but there you heavily go. discounted. Heavily Thank discounted. you. Heavily <laughs> discounted. Or sometimes even free for hotel. No. Yeah. free. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But that requires analytical thinking. It requires you to do some research, to have assumptions. All those are like skill set I picked up through a job, mm-hmm. but I don't confine it to a job only. I make sure I apply it to different aspects of my life when it comes to like financial budgeting, traveling, you know, doing different things that require analytical thinking. It's very critical that you have that skill set. And I think oftentimes, you know, most of our people who thrive in a very structured environment where it's like, oh, go read about cell biology, they can memorize it when it comes to applying it. The gap is, yes, is missing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not there. So, and I feel like the tech industry, if you're a person that likes to memorize things, sorry, like it's not it's, for This you. is not for you. It requires like, you know, creative thinking and having to apply knowledge to make sure that things um, work that really well. And I think most of our people have that skill set. It's a matter of kind of, you know, teaching them a few things and reframing how to think about these things differently. So that's what we're trying to optimize for um, in this class is teach how to think and also a mindset shift um, going forward. But yeah. Definitely pinpoint that memorizing is not a skill for the tech industry. <laughs> the developers cry. They don't even memorizing. It doesn't make sense to do that. Not, Stack not Overflow though. That's Google spot. <laughs> Google exactly. It, yeah. You know, yep. but memorizing. No, no, no. But you got to know yeah. how to apply it. Exactly. Right? So exactly. What else would they need to know about the academy that you would like to share with us? For example, what's the cost? Yeah. Um, how many people can enroll? Do you have a cap? Yeah. How many students you're taking in? Things like that. Yeah. Great question. So the cost is fifteen hundred dollars that's 1500 it sounds very steep but i think it's very critical that we understand the market landscape right in this place so take for example if you just google like data analytics boot camps on google the cheapest one you can find costs roughly four thousand dollars the highest one costs roughly fifteen thousand dollars to twenty thousand dollars right that's, that's the whole degree exactly <laughs> yeah but then but think about it right think of it as an investment Mm-hmm. Let's say that, you know, our, co- our, our course costs $1,500. Mm-hmm. You graduate and let's say six months later, you get a job. Your oh, job I think $1,500 is good. Yeah. And your job pays you, let's say about $70,000. Mm-hmm. That's over 46,000% return of your investment. Mm-hmm. You don't get it from a stock market, right? You don't get it anywhere. <laughs> but I think it's a mindset shift that it seems higher, but then once you get the outcome, 
they did a map, you know, it works right. out really well. So like that's that's a cost for the program. And the reason why we actually charge them because I don't know why, but our people, for some reason, if you make something for free, don't take it serious. They don't take it serious. <laughs> don't take it serious, right? <laughs> and also like people don't value time. I think I, I value my time pretty much. And I for me to invest in every single person, I have to make it a sustainable business or else we would not thrive for a long term. So that's why the cost mm-hmm. is there to it. So the, the class costs $1,500. And as part of that, you get the four months of the entire curriculum. And then also you get a mentorship. Uh, we have office hours. We also have like the career you know, development prep that we offer to you, whether it's like resume review, et cetera. That's all in a package of $1,500. So it's, it's really cheap compared to like the competitors. And as I mentioned earlier, the class starts in, in Jan. And all you need is, again, your eagerness to learn, come and have an open mind. I think you have a lot of fun with the entire course. How many days of the week? Great question. So we are going to have like live classes two times a week. Mm-hmm. So right now we are targeting for Monday and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then we have office hours uh, twice a week. That'd be more like ad hoc for you to ask any questions or if you don't understand anything, you know, we want to make sure you have that one-on-one support for you. So very similar structure to uh, any like online class you take, but more personalized attention. And we are actually capping the class of 25 people. Mm. And the reason is that we want to make sure we invest for every single person because if we go over 25, I'm sorry, we're not going to have time for anyone, right? Yeah. So we cap for 25. We make sure that everyone have the personal one-on-one support they need and ensure that you're successful in the program in the long term. Just to put that out there, the cohort ratio is two teachers, 25 students. So yeah. That's- yeah pretty reasonable in terms of getting that one-on-one time. Honestly, it's an excellent program. If I wasn't already in the field, you know, <laughs> I would I would take the class, man. I'll take the For class. For sure. <laughs> class, but the degrees are working at the moment. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need to take the class, but I yeah. do prompt everyone that is listening to this if you are interested and if you don't make it to this first cohort there's going to be the next one will be after, as soon as the four months is over or would right. you guys take a break or something yeah so this the first cohort will end in april and mm-hmm. we plan on starting the next one maybe around like july august time frame so maybe mm-hmm. we have it twice you know a year to have that gap so that, you know, we can take some break off and, and, and not too, too <laughs> stressed out. But yeah, that's right. the plan right now. So you get a summertime. Good. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, that is all about this man's academy. Listen, people are doing really big things in our community, guys. You have to be <laughs> open your ears and hear what people are doing. Okay. <laughs> open your ears. Afro Data Tech is an educational platform that seeks to create a pathway for you to acquire in-demand skills to develop your career. They offer one of the most affordable programs in the industry. Make sure to check them out at afrodatatech.com. So when you become a data analyst, mm-hmm. what is the salary range and what is my opportunity to get a job? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, I'll take the second question first in terms of the opportunity, right? So as I mentioned before, like data is ubiquitous, it's everywhere. So they always say data is a new oil <laughs> that companies are harnessing data like crazy, right? So a data background, you can be very fungible and work in different roles. As Gloria mentioned earlier, you can be a data analyst, you can be a market analyst, you can be a financial analyst, you can be healthcare analyst, you can be a product analyst. So a bunch of different roles in there. And the key thing is that data is a tool. So you can attach your domain expertise to it to make it better. So let's say that you're coming from the healthcare field. You can find a role that allows you to merge your healthcare background with the new skills you learn in data. 
and from there you can learn about you know um, data from there. So there's a bunch of jobs available that I wouldn't be worried too much about a job market. On the first question about about pay, I always want to set the expectation with people, right? Because I think oftentimes if you go online. People will give you some crazy numbers that makes you want to work in the tech industry. But I say that you must start from somewhere. I started from somewhere. Gloria started from somewhere. But I say that if you invest yourself in the long run, you're going to be good. Don't worry about money in the long run. But we want tactical numbers. So I'll say on average, maybe for entry-level data analysts starting off, 65, 55, sometimes 70. And other times, if you're really good, certain times I've seen people make like you know, 120K you know, or 130K out of it. But because we are all like overachievers, black people, we want to, you know, get to the that's right to the that's big right. butts. I say that I always aim for like you know the, the top tech companies and where you can definitely make north of like you know 200, 250, etc. Again, with experience and you also keep learning, right? So I'll say that focus on being the best that you can ever be. Mm-hmm. The money will come later. Don't worry about it, but just focus on being the best, and you can definitely get to these like six figures or even higher down the line. Absolutely, key word: be the best. Yeah. Be the best. Be the best. The market is crazy right now. And yeah. so when you are the best, they come to you. You don't yeah. even have to go to them. They and, come to you. And you're, you're also black. So you're a hot cake. Yeah. You're <laughs> hot cake at this point. Like, oh man, yeah. black and good. Not oh, even good. Yeah. The best. Wow. We exactly. Want you now. Exactly. So <laughs> that's, that's very interesting. And I would also ask, what are, what is the interview process? Like what, what, what questions are asked during the interview? Do people need to actually showcase the, yeah. you know, work or something? What is it? Yep. That's a really good question. I think that's where like folks that come from a non-tech background struggle because I think like technical interviews are very different because they test for like how you understand material and not just about talking about yourself or those fluffy things that you can just memorize, right? So I'll say that the interviews, it depends on the company, right? I can speak for like maybe big tech companies. They have like about five rounds of interviews. Some interview was- Please, I want you to repeat that because I don't think people get it. Yeah. Say say it again. So for like the big tech companies like Fate, Meta, now- uh, Apple, Google, et cetera, Netflix, depending on your, your level. So like at a lower level, about like five rounds of interview. So if you're to go higher more, it's about six or seven, you know, et cetera, I can go from there. And for the interviews, they assess for different things. Number one is more of like your cognitive just abilities, right? How are you able to think and navigate through ambiguity? So they can ask you a question about, you know, how would you do in situation X if Y happens? And then you have to actually think on your feet, on how you solve this problem, how you do it with skill, et cetera. So they test for those things. They also have a technical component where they let you like write code live and try to assess how good you are with some of these things there. Other companies will hone in more on behavior type questions, which are a bit more situational. So let's say that, you know, your CEO comes to you and wants to understand X, Y, and Z metric. How would you go about it? Right. So I think those questions are more to test like your understanding and not just pure knowledge, right? Because those two are very different. But again, that's why you have people who have been in history for a long time and we can definitely help you coach you how to best maneuver through this space. And the more you do interviews, the better you get. But that's in essence, the process for these tech interviews. And I want to add on that applying for a role in the tech industry can either make you or break you. Right. So I say, this is how I think of it. One application is not going to do anything. You need to apply to like, 50, 50. 60 (laughs) companies, and hopefully you get maybe two interviews. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. One tip that I would say is that, you know, I think, again, I don't know if it's our community, people focus a lot on on paper, 
on like, oh, I have this degree, I have this certification, I have, I have that, I have that. I'm sorry, but in the tech industry, like no one really cares about that, right? They care about the value you can provide. So on your resume, focus on value you provide. Don't focus on I know X, I know Y, I know Z. Anyone can say that, but not anyone can actually state the value they provided, right? So those are all tips that, again, if you are part of the, the program, we can definitely coach yeah. you and help you through this. But yeah, I don't want to share my secrets <laughs> right away, but yeah. What's the website, by the way? What's the yeah, website? Yeah, yeah. Good question. The website is afrodatatech.com, afrodatatech.com. Um, afrodatatech.com. Yes. We can't spill any more beans because we want you to enroll. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> enroll people, enroll, and then you have all the knowledge you need to become a great exactly. data analyst. Yep. So you did say that you use data to help yourself when you're traveling and things like mm-hmm. that. So as a traveler, explain why it's important to travel, because I feel like the aunties and the uncles don't take it serious. <laughs> when they when they hear their kids want to travel, they're like, why, why? Where do you want to go? Like, all you need to do is stay home. No, yeah. explain to them why it's important and share a favorite memory or a story that also like, you know, that you love what from a travel experience. Yeah. Like the country or something. Definitely. Yeah, I would say that, you know, in life, you can either spend your money on experience or you can spend money on eighteen, right? You can have eighteen, but I bet you that after six or seven months, that thing becomes old. You might a new thing. But an experience is something that you can always recount on and share memories of with. No one can take it from you. That's what I'm saying. And the reason why I travel is that, number one, I like to learn about new cultures. I went to Bangkok a couple of years ago and I was walking around, right? They would call me Chocolate Man, Chocolate Man. <laughs> Not chocolate, man. It's not chocolate, oh, man, no. right? But initially, like, I was like, oh, are they being racist or are they just kind of curious? Mm-hmm. But then, like, me being very, like, inquisitive, right? I want to understand why they're, they're saying that. Apparently, you know, they don't see a lot of Black people. So they're mm-hmm. still, like, intrigued. And they find, like, Black people just so, like, you know, mesmerized by it. Like, somebody right. went to the picture of me and she was crying. I was like, oh, you're so handsome. She, wasn't, she wasn't crying. <laughs> she oh, was my crying. <laughs> Just like you're so handsome, et cetera, all these things, right? But like, if you were to see that from, like, say, on TV or so without a context, you assume that you're being racist. So I think it's very important that you understand, like, the cultural context of some of these things before you make any assumptions. So based on that experience, whenever, like, I encounter any situation, I make sure that I pause, I process it, and I try to understand the context without forming my own opinion. That's one thing. Second thing is that when I travel, I meet a bunch of people. You know, when I went to like the, in, in Thailand, a place called Phuket, you know, Phuket, a part of it is very poor, just like Ghana, right? But they've created an economical system where they are able to like lure in tourists and these quote unquote poor people are able to make like money from all these things. And just for me being, I was like, oh, wow, this is a good idea for even Ghana, right? How can we create something sustainable like this that can be a way for us to create jobs for our people based on things that we took for granted because I went to Phuket and like they had all these like monkeys and all these like food. That, it was so cool. People were paying for it. But I'm like, oh, we have this in Ghana too. But it's about how you brand it, how you market it, all these things. So you learn so much from traveling and meeting people. And it's just really awesome for you to be there. And the last thing is that, you know, I always say that whenever you have a conversation, you can organize your conversation to three main parts. It's either number one, you're talking about somebody. Number two, you're talking about an experience. Or number three, you're talking about new ideas. The reason why most people talk about the people is because they don't have experiences to reflect on. They don't have new ideas to talk about. So what do they do? Talk about other people. I'm always with my wife. We don't talk about anyone. Oh, we talk about, mm-hmm. oh, we went to like this place. We went to that place. And those experiences, it creates memories and it kind of builds mm-hmm. that relationship. That's why I like to travel because I can talk about 
you know, Dubai. I can say about building about Dubai that I enjoy about Dubai. I can talk about, you know, I went to like Honduras. It's something that's very like, you know, unique to you. I just like love traveling. I always trying to find ways to, you know, get my people with me and, and, and just enjoy the world because it's beautiful world out there. <laughs> it sure is. Which continent haven't you been to yet? Or have you been to every continent? No, no, I've not been to South America. I've not been to like, I guess, Australia and like the, the Poles, the North and South Poles. So, yes, get, yeah, get to def- it. To it. Definitely my bucket list. <laughs> What's on your bucket list, actually? Which top three countries? I, I wouldn't say a country. So I was in Turkey like this past summer. Um, uh, mm-hmm. we, we did like, a little Turkey trip. There's a place called like um, Cappadocia that I really want to go there with like, the, the air balloons. Yeah. Cappadocia. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. They have like these like cave hotels. It's so cool. And they have like these history behind it, right? And I mm-hmm. feel like it's a nice place I want to I go to. So that's definitely one spot I want to go to. Second place is China. I want to go to China. I feel like China Which is like part of China? Uh, definitely like the outskirts. I don't want to go to like the, the mainland, you know, okay. not like the bank. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I want to go to outskirts and a number of different things. Like on my team that I work with, I have a bunch of Chinese there mm-hmm. and it's some like really interesting stories. So I just want to go, you know, learn, learn about them and see different places. I also want to travel to the con- uh, other parts of the continent. I want to go to Namibia. I heard it's beautiful yeah. there. It's really awesome. I feel like I've I've been to these European places, but I don't really explore my own continent. So it's a priority for me to like explore even Ghana, like the North. I've not been there before. I'm like, yeah, this is terrible, right? So everyone to explore motherland, learn about people, just like meet people, just like enjoy, enjoy life. You know, life is, life is short. Life exactly. Is short. Exactly. <laughs> I do feel the continent, the motherland specifically, is so expensive to, to travel through. Like, <laughs> like when I think about, dang, I want to go here, I want to go here. And I'm like, yeah. do you see that ticket? Even to I go know. back to Ghana this year alone yeah. is like havoc. I don't even know, right? But to yes. talk about your experiences when you were in Bangkok, I remember when I was, I don't know if they took a picture of me there or was it <laughs> in, in Hong Kong specifically? Mm. I honestly was, I had to be a model in the streets at this point. <laughs> I'd be in the train and then people would come sit next to me and go like, oh, they taking, taking selfies. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, um, I don't, I don't know. You didn't ask. Like, right, I don't know right. I feel comfortable with that. Yeah. And then some other people will come and you'll, hi, can I take a picture? And I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. But like, I mean, <laughs> I'm just a regular old girl right now. I know. You can tell the picture in a few years though. But yeah, it's very interesting. But, but like even that experience, right? I feel like it teaches you how to like work with different people who may not understand you, mm-hmm. right? That like in of itself, you just learn how to like deal with different people from different cultures, different background, et cetera. It's a whole skill set that even you can cite on a job interview. Yep. And you'd be like, oh my goodness, this person is so unique. But if you don't have any experience, what are you going to say? What did I say? Oh. Well, exactly. in school, I picked up this textbook. <laughs> right. And, yeah. No. Any, anyone can say that. You're not unique. Anyone yeah. can say that, right? So definitely yeah. that, that new experience is like bring to the table. And experience yeah. is a, it's a must. It's, it's a must. It's a must. Exactly. So today, what did we learn today? Let me give you our recap. We learned that you can join his academy at afrodatatech.com. Yep. And then you also learned the importance of traveling because look, in your interviews, when you about to become a data analyst, you can talk about how you traveled, right. and how you learn different experiences and how when it comes to your work ethic, you've seen so many people, how they develop themselves in different countries and how they exactly. work so hard. And you're going to yeah. do the same thing. And not me giving you guys what you need to say in your interview. No, no, no. <laughs> join the camp, join the camp, join the camp and learn exactly. some more things. I have a question for you before we we end this this conversation. What are you currently listening to right now? Oh wow, that's a that's a really good question. I'm sure if like 
most people know me, like 60% of the time, I'm listening to this like Ghanaian SDA artist called Mark Ghanian Ranchi, my yes, favorite. So guy. I'm always like bumping to him when I have headphones on. This um, but now, <laughs> but now I'm actually listening to um, a guy named Amardo. He's a, he's a Ghanaian artist. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a song called Grace. Mm-hmm. I just love that song. It talks about, you know, for God to be with us and help mm-hmm. us, you know, hustle, trying to do different things so we can feed our family, our parents. Um, I like that. Also, listen to this guy called Kweku Darlington. Um, yeah, Kweku Darlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a song, new song out called Go Slow. He talks about, you know, how in life uh, we're not all the same. What glory can achieve? I may not be able to achieve that. By the right time, we still, you know, do it. So That's don't compare right. some other people. So I just like love that song. It teaches me to be very patient, work on my own time and just execute. And at the right time, everything will come into fruition. So yeah, those are two, two songs that I'm, I'm bumping to right now that I enjoy. Wow. You listening to some, you know, knowledgeable music right, right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't like songs that just, I like songs that are very deep that talks to me. Um, I see, I see, so yeah. I see. <laughs> oh, I have another one. Actually, I have another sure. question. What's one thing you want to be remembered for? I think that since you like deep oh, music, I have wow. to ask you a deep question. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. My motto in life is God brought me here for a purpose mm-hmm. and a purpose for this particular time. And my goal is to make sure that if I'm happy, others are happy, especially mm-hmm. those who are less fortunate. Because I came from a very poor background. I know how it feels to wake up and you know not have all the luxuries. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I think about all these people every day when I wake up and I make an impact in a world that I found it when I came in. So just remember me by the guy who tried his best to make this world a better place as Aww. much as he can. Yeah. That's so sweet. Oh, Give it up for Kwabana. Oh, <laughs> Give it up for this man. He's doing oh, great please. things. You're try, doing great. Try. You're doing great. You're doing great. Try. The world thanks you. The world try. thanks you. Especially the black community. We thank you. Oh goodness. <laughs> we want to say thank you so much for all your hard work and don't oh, don't try. give up on us. Okay? Don't for sure. Give up on us. <laughs> and thanks for the support as always. I feel like you know it's hard to like execute without support. So I really appreciate everyone's support, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, without you can that, talk you about me specifically because you know that's fine. I'm not gonna talk about you. No, nope. You don't okay. count. <laughs> that's great. Okay. That's no, fine. You don't count. That's fine. That's fine. Well, thank you so much for embracing everything about this podcast today and teaching us about Academy and traveling and all of that. We really appreciate you joining us today. So thank you so much for coming. And thank you so much for having this platform. I feel like it's very critical that we learn from each other because people are doing like brilliant things. So I think you create a platform. It's amazing. So thank you so much for starting this initiative. And I hope people listen in and definitely not just listen, but take action with these things that you learn from here as well. Awesome. You heard that today. Don't just listen, take action. And that's it. It's a wrap. We out. Money to Ghana should not be a headache again. Top Top Send Out is your number one money transfer service provider used by thousands of Ghanaians living in UK, Europe, USA, and Canada. It's an easy, convenient, and secure way of sending money from abroad to Ghana with no fees to mobile money, ZPay wallet, and bank accounts. No e-levy charge on money transfers from abroad to Ghana, and your friends and family can withdraw from their bank or mobile money wallets without e-levy charge. Download TapTap Send app today and enjoy the convenience. For more information, visit TapTapSend.com. TapTap Send, Papa Nono.